welcome to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. This podcast by Kevin Paneskis, also known as the Property Soldier, covers all aspects of serviced accommodation and how to make it a profitable and sustainable business. Kevin started investing in property in 1991 whilst serving in the British Army and now owns a multi-million pound property portfolio and serviced accommodation business and is a best-selling author. And now your host, Kevin Paneskis. So welcome to the Service Accommodation Property Podcast. Our speaker that we've got for you today is Davin Poonwasi from Simple Crowd Funding. Davin is an expert in the crowdfunding arena and there is literally nothing that you cannot crowdfund these days. So it's going to be of particular interest to you as property investors and what you can potentially use crowdfunding, uh, how you can use crowdfunding in order to build your property investing portfolio. Then that can even be on rent to SA properties. So without further ado, I'd like to ask you to give a massive round of applause to Davin Pumwasi. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Hi, everyone. And uh, thank you for the time on your stage. And I'm going to talk to you about crowdfunding how it's regulated, how it works, and what you can and can't do with it. The reason for doing it that way is it then helps you understand how you can use it to promote and build your business. And I use that word business specifically, because a lot of people do end up thinking about, I've got this project, I've got to fund it. Actually, the vision is about your business. That project is just part of the process of building your business. And the better brand you have, the bigger, more your brand is known, the more people will follow you and fund you. Right, so I'll talk a little bit about simple crowdfunding. We've been going about seven years. We were one of the first property platforms to be um, fully authorized and directly authorized by the FCA, doing peer-to-peer, which is basically loans. And we'll discuss uh, and uh, I'll, I'll explain what that actually means more. We then added equity as well which was particularly useful, and I think would be quite useful for for what you're doing. There have been recent regulation changes uh, last year. One of them was a a bit of a surprise to the industry. And actually, if I'd done this talk two months ago, a lot of it would be different, but that regulation changed it. So it's really important to keep up with regulation. So market conditions have changed a little Okay, so as you know, finance is always interesting. It's sometimes difficult, particularly recently, it's been quite difficult to get. Uh, People didn't want to lend. There's been a lot of uncertainty. So now, of course, we have some political certainty. There has been a mandate uh, given by the electorate, but there's still things to do. I think the key one for you in here really is, does anyone know who you are? So when you go and and there's a a uh, chap speaking just now about raising finance. It's easier to raise finance if people already know you, right? So that really helps. So that's a lot of what we're, we're doing. I'm all right with the button, that's fine. Um, okay, so people are starting to get more confident. I don't know about you, so this week of this year, I've found a lot more confidence in the marketplace. There's a lot more inquiries coming through. And I see a few heads nodding. So, which is really good, really, really helps. So things are gonna start taking off. Compliance, it's a big thing that we do. Raising finance in the UK and Europe is very regulated. So you need to be sure that you're doing it the right way. 
so that as, as you grow and you get bigger, nothing's going to come back and catch you. Regulation is getting tighter. Financial promotion, i.e. inducing people to invest, is a regulated activity. We do lots of things. Uh, so we go into the detail. And it's, qu it's quite interesting that, again, the, the, the chat before talking about detail and how when he speaks to people about detail, it sometimes turns them off and so he goes for the, for the broader picture. Um, and that, I, I see the same thing. I will have some detail because it's really important that you know it to keep yourself safe as you uh, raise funds. The biggest change really that's happened is the mini bond restrictions that happened in December. So what the FCA did is they announced it was going to come into uh, force on the 1st of January this year, so it's now in force. They only announced it at the beginning of December, and they did that because they were worried about a lot of ISA money and where it was going to go. The really interesting thing is it's a, they've put it in, it's very quick, they're going to look at the marketplace and consult everyone and decide if they keep it at the end of the year. What I've also been told is that the FCA don't have a reverse gear, so it's likely to stay. And we'll talk more about what it really means and how it's going to affect you and what you can do. So I have a, a slide on compliance and I'll talk through it for the podcast and write down your answers and we'll look at those later. So looking at the screen, it's, a, it's from Facebook, it's, a public, it's in a public group, it's a discussion, and it basically says, hi all, I have a situation where I need just a little help. I have a development of 25 million GDV with funding fully arranged, but I'm short of just 400K at the front end. I'm happy to return to 700K, to return 700K in six months or less. Can anyone help or anyone know anyone that can? Key point, it's in a public group and it's discussion, it's on Facebook. So for those of you on the podcast, if you go to Facebook, you will have seen this. You'll have seen loads of adverts for people saying, I just need, I've got this project, it's really good, I need some money. This is an example of that. There's another one for the people in the room to look at as well. So write down what you think, whether it's compliant or not, and what makes a difference. And for the people on the podcast, have a look at a few of the adverts that you'll see on Facebook and see, do you think they're compliant or do you think they're not? And we'll go, go through that in the question and answer session. The reality is they're not, but we'll go through why later. Crowdfunding allows you to do that compliantly. So the language will be different, there'll be risk warnings, and you'll be able to treat investors the right way. Simple crowdfunding. That's what we do. We keep the process simple. Keep it simple for you as fundraisers so that you can package your deal, your project that you want to fund, and keep it simple for investors. And because we're regulated and we can do financial promotion and we can approve your financial promotion, which is key as well, it means you can build your brand so people know who you are and they can follow you. The other thing that we can do, because of the way we're authorised, we can take ISA money. So one of the things I, I like about this is, and it's slightly old information, there's around 69 billion in ISA funds in the UK. Now it's way more than that now. It's growing quite quickly. 
Now at the moment, so what that basically means, if you were to do um, a raise where people are getting whatever they're getting in the bank at the moment and you offered them just a bit more, that would be quite good. It's not the same as a bank because you can't offer the FSCS guarantee and neither would we, but you can offer security. It could be a sticking point in the way you raise compared to equity. We can also allow pension money into raises. And a lot of you have probably heard of SAS pensions. There's a lot of money washing around in SAS pensions. And through an approved platform like us, you can get that into your projects and your deals. So I'm going to talk about the difference between peer-to-peer -peer and equity. And this, this is quite key and part of this, whilst this slide is, is correct, part of it has changed. Equity is where the investors are getting a share of that project and they're sharing risk with you and you're sharing profit with them. And it actually goes both ways. You could fund 100% of it, typically not because investors will want you to have some skin in the game. And equity is typically used at the top end of your, of your capital stack. You can't put ISA money into it because um, it, it, uh, it's just not allowed. Typically it is higher risk and you'd expect that. Peer-to-peer -peer is effectively loans. And it's a group of loans. So you might have a crowd of people putting lots of little small loans into your deal so that you can set up your rent to SA. Typically up to 70%, which is normal, um, and you can use the ISA, and that's where it gets really good for you guys, and the investors as well. Because you can effectively offer less because you can still give them more than they get elsewhere, depending on where that is. There will often need to be a charge or security. It doesn't have to be, but most investors will want that. And again, that's something we, we can manage on that behalf. Now, peer-to-peer -peer changed a lot in the middle of last year. The way it changed was um, the FCA actually did consulta consultation first, then they brought the rules in. Um, at Simple Crowdfunding, we are slightly unusual because we do peer-to-peer -peer and we do equity. And that's a key thing probably to think about when you're looking at using a crowdfunder. Do they do one or the other? Very few in property, in fact I can't think of any others that actually can do both. Why that matters? As you grow your business, you will want different types of finance and you'll have built your brand through a platform. And if the platform can't do what you need as you grow, you need to start rebuilding that brand again. Whereas if you build it in one place that can do all of it, you keep that crowd. And actually, while we talk about crowds, I think crowds are a really good thing. Um, a lot of you actually already have a crowd, and you might not realize it, because you're in one right now. You're in a crowd that know what you do, understand how you're doing it, and are learning with you, and they already know you. So if you had a project going, that's coming, and you needed funding, who's the first people to speak to? The difference with crowdfunding makes to this environment is you're not saying to one or two people, as well as making it compliant, um, I need all the, all the money. What you're saying is, I need lots of small bits. And we can all learn together. So you might have a project 
that the group would think, I'd, I'd love to be in that project. I'd love to be part of that. I'd love to learn with it. And you can go beyond just sharing the information by saying, well, come on in properly. Be part of the project. Invest with us. Make money with us. You know, be really bought into this project. And there's, there's a lot of value there. Right. So a lot of the changes that actually happened in peer-to-peer -peer were to do with, and this is where we go to detail, where we start to lose people, but for you, I think it's actually quite important to understand how we categorize investors and how we um, check that they understand what they're doing and all of those bits. Now, that matters because it's keeping you compliant. The reason to stay compliant, because if something goes wrong with the project and it happens, it's property, we know stuff goes well, we know stuff sometimes doesn't go so well. You need to make sure that you've done it the right way, otherwise the investors um, get a very big stick to beat you with called the FTA. So you want to do it right, and it becomes a reputational thing as well. Again, while you're building your brand. We, yeah, there's a lot of detail there we can uh, go into later, which is the information you have to get from investors before they come on board. And you have to audit that as well. So that if somebody comes back and says, last year in this deal, can you show me all the investors and all the information you received to make sure they were correctly onboarded? Again, we do all that for you. And the same thing for after they've done the, invest, uh, the investment. And there's some other things that we need to do, which are probably less, less important for you. Now, here's the big one. Here's the big change that really made things very different. Okay, so mini bonds. Mini bonds have, don't have a great reputation for a reason. And the FCA were worried. The anniversary for ISAs was coming up, that's the beginning of April. And so they brought out this uh, regulation which came into force this month, which basically said you can't promote mini bonds to retail investors. Now, as many of you know, there are three, three main types of investors. There's high net worth, there's sophisticated, and there's retail, also known as restricted. Now, what that really means in practice is you can't market publicly. The reason that happens that way is when you're market, marketing publicly, you don't know who's going to see your marketing. So you have to treat that marketing as retail. You cannot assume people are high net worth or people are sophisticated. You cannot market your project to them, to the public, and say, by the way, you can only go any further if you tick this box to say you're high net worth sophisticated. You've already marketed it. You've already done a financial promotion, which is an inducement to invest. Now, this is all a bit negative, but don't worry, it gets better. Um, you cannot do that with mini bonds, so with equity particularly property. The FCA are focused on property at the moment and they've mentioned it several times in this new regulation. So be very aware of that. One of the big differences is peer-to-peer -peer doesn't have this restriction. And that's what the last line about peer-to-peer -peer lending is not affected, brackets 36 H. It's basically saying with peer-to-peer -peer, you can market your peer-to-peer -peer loans to the retail public. The key thing being the public. So you can grow your brand and you can market your deal. More to point, we can market it for you. So that's a really key change. Now, we did a deal, um, it's actually quite early on one of our first deals, 
for a, a rent-to-SA um, operator who's actually got quite big now. They've changed the name since then. Uh, and they did exactly that. They, they basically got the cash in to do the conversion to the building. It's actually a, uh, quite a large building. Uh, and then set that business up and get it going. And they've done quite well. And they, they run uh, quite large teams and do quite a lot of stuff in London now. And that's, that's really what you're looking to do. The biggest difficulty, as you can imagine, is, um, is security. Because typically you don't own the building, right, with rent to SA. But there are, there are ways of doing that. You can have other security. Um, I'm going to skip through that one and that one. Oh, no, we're not. Okay, right. Investors, getting them on board, it's actually a, a far easier process than you expect. We, we do that for you. We market with you. So you create the marketing. We will look at the marketing. Um, we will potentially make changes with you, with your approval, and put ad risk warnings, basically keeping you compliant. And then we do the same on the fundraiser side. So we basically get people in. They get to look at the project. They're onboarded properly. They get to look at the project. And then they can um, uh, invest. And that's a key thing from a brand perspective. Once they've invested, that's when you really get strong on your marketing. Before as well, because you want to get them in. But once they're in, what you do is you can tell the world, because you're doing it in a compliant way, how it's going. You can show lots of pictures about here's the project, here's the build, here's the refurb, um, here's our numbers for this month. You might do it quarterly or monthly. And everyone sees it. Now, there's two things happening here. You're telling the investors how well it's going, so they're happy. And you're telling all the people who didn't invest, you should have been in this. You should have been involved because you're missing out. And everyone's telling their friends. And you're building a crowd of people who next time want to be in your deal and fund your next project. And that's why brand starts to become important. And thinking about that longer term, where do I want to take this business? It's not just project by project. On the fundraiser side, again, a very simple process. We'll talk to you about your project. We'll look at it. We'll go through, does it work? From a crowdfunding perspective, that is. Um, and can we do it in a regulated way and compliant way? And if we're happy with that, we then get all the information together, we market it, we financially promote it. You do the same, we approve your financial promotions so that you're covered. Uh, and then we get it funded. You get the information and the money and you get your deal done. And then you market it some more. And there's two main stages within that. We, we look at the project, we make sure it's viable, really, it's going to work. And then raise ready is getting all the detail information. And there is detail. Uh, it's it's got to be done for the FCA. We have, I've went through this a bit, various project types. Now this, this is, comes back to what Kevin was saying earlier. You can um, crowdfund most things. And you can. If you look out there, there's lots of different sites. We'll do lots of different things. There's... A lot of change in the UK market at the moment in what's going on and uh, some sites, some platforms coming and going. Like I say, we've been around for about seven years, one of the first property ones. We do lots of different things. We haven't actually got the uh, 
um, it's, it's called win-win. So actually, if you want to look at that project and how it went and what happened, um, it, details are on the site, so please do register and then you can see the details. You can see the information they gave out as well, the in investor memorandum, and how that was put together. Um, what they did, the way they did, let's talk about it for a little bit, they actually did their deal over three years. And in the first year and a half, they paid back the capital. And then in the following year and a half, they paid the interest effectively. So it's regular payments based on how well the project went. And it went very well. So everyone got their capital back and they got their interest. And it allowed them to talk a lot about it and tell everyone that's uh, what they want, you want to do, you want to invest and promote what's going on. Okay, um, so it's, it's worth, worth getting through. So key takeaways, compliance is really important. It's not, the, it's not the sexiest of subjects, it can be a little bit negative because it's about protecting yourself, keeping yourself legal when you raise. And as you grow and you get bigger, that's going to be really important. Building the community online, that's your brand. So you want to get to the stage where you're getting funded as soon as you put a project out. We, our two fastest raises, our fastest ever raise was seven minutes. And that was, um, it was actually a raise for £80,000. But actually we ended up taking 92. Because after the seven minutes, we spent the next half hour fielding calls with people saying, I wanted to put money in, I couldn't put money in. So just imagine that situation. You've done a raise, you've got all the money you need, you've, not now, you've now got people chasing you saying, take my money. Now what we do in that situation is we'll look at the project, and if the project can take more money without materially affecting the existing investors, and the fundraiser's happy to do that, we'll allow more money in. The second quickest one we had was 15 minutes, and that was just over one and a half million. That was a, a, both of these were development projects, but it's about getting that crowd. Now the reason those went so quickly, because they had a brand. People knew who they were, they were confident, they wanted to come on board. How you do your brand, whether it's a personal brand, whether it's a business brand or a mix of the two, is a, is a choice for you. Some people are happy to be completely out there and on Insta at five o'clock in the morning while they're still in bed. Some people less so. It, it's, it's up to you. It's what, what works for you. Okay, so building brand is, is hugely important. Um, getting creative about finance. Now, there's a really interesting one with that in that uh, me and Atuksha, Atuksha's my business partner and my wife, um, we were finance and um, data analytics. We had a couple of small portfolios. Still have them, actually. Um, and realized that this was the next thing to do to make money, to, to get into a crowdfunding platform, build it, and get creative. So we didn't, we learned about crowdfunding within a year we had our own platform. It's actually, it's a, little, it's a bit over that year. Um, so that's the thing to do, It's get creative about finance. There are lots of different ways. Look at how people are doing it. Stay compliant yourself though. That's really important because it will bite you later if you don't. Okay, um, and you want to look after your investors. One of the things, one of the big things with crowdfunding is a lot of people think from an investor mindset, I need one or two investors and that's all I want. 
What you find with that situation is that actually they, they can be good, don't get me wrong, it can be really, really good. They can also have a lot of power in your business and what you're doing, even though they're not in it. If you had 50 investors, first thing most people think is, how the hell do I manage 50 investors? You do it through a platform. And it's, it's very, very doable. So you can communicate in one channel to all 50. But what happens is if one or two or three or four of those don't have any cash that month or that, that when that deal's happening, it's okay. The others will have it. So your investor crowd becomes really robust and they follow you. And when you look at a crowd, you only need a crowd, everyone in that crowd to tell one friend. You've doubled your crowd. So once you get momentum, you can grow your crowd very quickly. And it's very versatile. Because the other thing that happens with a crowd, as the economy goes up and down and sideways and all sorts, people still have small amounts of money. And they're more likely to invest a small amount of money, if, if the world isn't confident, than a large amount. And again, that's about the power of the crowd. And it's getting that crowd to follow your brand. Okay, so I think I, I have whizzed through a little quicker because I'm used to actually having lots of questions going on. Um, but we'll do those uh, after the podcast. And I'm sure you can um, contact Kevin via the podcast for the podcast people and uh, put some questions in there and happy to, to do it that way. Okay, fantastic. Thank you very much, Davin. So um, some key takeaways from that that I, I took away is that you can leverage a crowdfunding platform so a tried and tested one like Simple and be compliant, which is obviously we all need to make sure that we are compliant. And, you know, what we can go out there and, and do and advertise and what we can't whilst being compliant. And so you can just use a crowdfunding platform in order to, to uh, advertise your deal. Massively important, what I took there is your brand. So you're going to find it an awful lot easier for, for someone like Davin to raise you cash if you are... Uh, visible and people get to know your brand because visibility is credibility. We all know that, right? Um, so some massive important takeaways there. What uh, Davin alluded to, I'm going to invite Davin to, to give the details of um, his website, etc., and any social media uh, ways in which people can contact Davin. So we can all go on there, presumably, and see how a typical crowdfunding yep. um, scenario would cost with costs and, and you know, et yeah. cetera. So you can go and uh, have, a, have a look at that yourselves and then obviously contact Davin, if you do have anything that you want to discuss with Davin, I'm sure you'll do a consultation yeah. and, and explain what, what the next steps could be. So if anyone was to be able to contact you, Davin, um, and what's, what would be your website, what would be your social media type um, contact details? best way to contact us is go onto the website, simplecrowdfunding.co.uk. We have lots of information on there. There's FAQs, there's learn sections, there's videos about all about how it works. You can then, of course, uh, email us, uh, contact at simplecrowdfunding.co.uk. We're on Facebook. We're on Insta. Um, you can contact us and LinkedIn as well. You can do it that way. And we can set up a call and talk through what it is you want to do, how crowdfunding can help. And it's quite, as you mentioned, um, uh, the, the, the brand building there as well. It's, it's, a, it's actually an interesting point. So whatever you're going to do, whether you want to use crowdfunding or other things, Brand is really important. So one of the things to think about, do you have a website? 
because actually you can set up a website relatively cheaply, just to say who you are. Do you have a Facebook, a LinkedIn, an Insta? Because as soon as people think, okay, I've just been speaking to someone, I'm interested, I'm going to Google them. The worst thing that can happen is they find nothing. So you want them to find lots of hits, your website, which can talk about what you've done in the past, a bit about you, because people want to get to know who you are and then who your company is and your brand. So I just wanted to, that's, that's a good one. So that's stuff you can do right now. Awesome. So pretty uh, sure that you all found that useful. Thank you very much for tuning in. And as I always finish, here's to your success in serviced accommodation. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. Why not also check out my website, www.propertysoldier.co.uk, where you can learn more about property and serviced accommodation.